I think it is changing. It's going fast now. It's, it's expanding. It's going down market. We're giving services that only big companies could have before, which is super exciting. Um, and so, I, you know, Rod used to use the term "we're at the end of the big end of the beginning." I do think we're at the end of the beginning uh, in the US. I mean, we're still not that far. I think it's like only twenty percent or around that number of, of small businesses are using cloud accounting as a GL, um, which you know blows your mind when you consider the Southern Hemisphere is over fifty percent. So. We're right at the start. There's so much innovation too happening all over the, the workflows um, when you look at all the cloud apps that small businesses can now access. Today is Monday, July 19th. This is the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And I'm Ben Richmond. Ben. We have Ben Richmond here. Ben Richmond is the country manager for the U.S. market. For zero. For zero. I almost forgot the company. Um, the last time we had you on, we were actually at ZeroCon. That's right, in San Diego. Um, it seems like a very long time ago now. And now we're sitting down face-to-face again at the Accounting Salon 2021. Um, what What's happened in zero during this time? <laughs> it was like we, we went to a conference, and then the world stopped, and now we came back out. A lot's happened, so I had to write a list. Uh, but, you know, this is, like you guys, is our first uh, trip back out in the field uh, visiting people. But, no, lot, lots of products come out. I know you guys have spoken a lot about it, that on the show. Um, just recently, we launched our new apps, app, app analytics tool, um, which is an AI-driven tool that helps uh, businesses look get a view of their 30, 60, 90-day cash flow, um, where the business is going to be at. Um, but as we've talked about, we're really focusing on getting a lot of the US specifics um, growing faster in the product. So lots of stuff's gone into our reporting uh, product, which has been great, uh, and lots of bank feeds as well. So I think since we last spoke, we've got Chase, Bank of America, and City, all as direct connections. Um, but more in sort of how what have we been up to? Um, we've grown, so we've had it's fun fact about a third of our workforce in North America hasn't been into one of our offices or met another zero. So we're super excited. Uh, as we start to go back into offices safely to start to meet a lot of the zeros that have joined, um, getting back out safely when our customers are ready to meet them as well. Um, but it's been a pretty humbling experience as well. I mean, you know, there were lots of great things we learned, but lots of tough times when you thought about the start of the pandemic and everything that was going on at the time. Um, and, you know, we, the first, I would say the first after our party in San Diego at ZeroCon, the, you know, the big thing we focused on really when the pandemic hit, hit was let's just look after our customers. And so I remember, you know, we actually took all our, on our sales side, we took commission off all our salespeople and said, you know, in the first 90 days, we just want to check in with partners. You know, how are they doing? This is the never ending tax season. You know, many are still on their journey to being in the cloud and aren't set up to operate well remotely. And so we said, look, you know, even if you just need to help the partner learn how to use Slack or learn how to use Zoom, because um, a big chunk of the market hadn't. Um, and so we just really focused on checking in and supporting the partners and, and same thing with our people. You know, it was, I think everyone's experienced the fatigue of, you know, virtual happy hours, virtual conferences. It got pretty tough there for a while. So focused on getting behind our people, making sure we're doing the right things in the communities that we're supporting. Um, but probably the big one is, you know, the US is, is now our top priority for zero globally. And so... You know, it's been really exciting to see our product teams mobilizing um, around the U.S. market. We've got lots of stuff that's come out, lots of great stuff that's going to be coming. Um, and, uh, and and that's a mixture of everything. You know, that 
innovation coming in the product, but also making sure we get the basics right. Because you know the basics are super important to make sure that everything's humming so you can get true access to that innovation. So lots of stuff. Um, personally, I use the pandemic as a way to get healthy. So I, I used the not being on an airplane all the time to get out, get fit, hike in Colorado, which was great. And spent a lot of time getting to know the state that I've been living in for four years now. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff, lots of tough stuff, but I think we've all been through the same challenge. How have you guys been? <laughs> we still record the podcast every week. Every week. Yeah. So for, for, for our listeners, the world never changed for Blake and myself. Yeah. yeah uh, so I'm, I moved from LA to Arizona. So now Dave and I are in the same state, although different cities. Um, I too have been getting out a bit more. It's, it's, been, it's been interesting, like traveling again after all this i mean the planes are full right <laughs> yep that they are um but yeah no it's um i guess there's a there are silver linings for a lot of folks and i for me it was uh discovering that i don't need to travel and be constantly moving around to get stuff done and to be happy too right like yeah we i, I think we a lot of us discovered things at home how about you david I think I learned about supply chain management mostly. <laughs> I took on a big remodeling job and I got to really see the impact of shortages of lumber and chemicals that make paint and labor and and all these pains that, you know, accounts and bookkeepers are having, just staffing, getting staffed. And that's a big topic here at the accounting salon. Like I'm seeing it across every business. Like nobody can hire people. Yeah. So you, Ben, you said that you a third of zeros in the U.S. have not been to the office. Correct. So you've continued to grow. Continue to grow. Uh, we yeah, so we did the usual thing. Like the, at the start, we paused and uh, you know checked in with customers and people. But then after that, you know, it, 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 we saw growth um, coming through. I think people people needed to get into the cloud, get remote setups working, um, so that they could grow. And so we 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 turned on the hiring again and started growing the business. Um, and then got to a point where now, you know, we've got all these zeros that are going to be over the next, I mean, we're not going to require anyone to come back in the office in uh, 2021 up here in North America. But we know we've got people that want to, um, for their mental health or, or the extroverts like me that want to get back into an office safely. So we're going to open up and there'll be lots of zeros that we actually haven't met. You know, people we've been working with now for 16 months and I couldn't tell you how tall they are or, <laughs> or any fun facts. So are you going to continue to recruit in the Denver area, San Francisco area, or is it open to anyone across the U.S.? That's been a thing that a lot of accounting firms have discovered is they can work with staff anywhere. Yeah, I think it's a similar challenge. I mean, I saw the stat. I saw a stat this week while I was traveling. So, ninety-five percent of people are potentially thinking about a career change, which is the the most dramatic one I've seen so far. But it is happening. There's there's lots of growth, lots of new startups. Uh, you know, and and so people are looking for talent. Talent's a hot commodity. Um, and so you got to you got to look after your people. You got to you know re reconnect them with your purpose, um, because it's it's a very hot job market right now. And so we're feeling the same challenges and pain. And but I'm, I will say, you know, we've learned a lot through the pandemic in regards to, you know, where we want to hire people, um, remote work. I mean, we're a technology first company anyway. Um, but you know, we've started hiring in much more places than we were. So we, you know, obviously we'd love people to be in the hubs that we operate. But, you know, like, for instance, we had Letitia Carter join us recently, uh, came across to run our head of partner services, and she's based out of Atlanta. Um, and, and many of, so we've, everything from leader roles to certain frontline roles, we're, we're allowing to uh, be in the States where, where it makes sense. I think it's what people are looking for. And, I th you know, if you, in this environment that we're in, I mean, we're seeing some examples of companies that are really going out trying to force people back into the office. and Accounting firms? Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and, and you will risk churning your people. I mean, there's lots of opportunities out there. And, um, and I, I think we have learned that you can, we can do this. And so I don't think we're going back to the old way of doing it. How do you go back to a hybrid way? And I reflect, I'm from, originally from New Zealand and we watched them go into lockdown and, and sort of eradicate the virus and then go back. And it was sort of kind of a shame because we watched them go back to a, a 2019, essentially New Zealand did 2019 and 2020. Um, whereas up here, we've been in this for a long time. We've developed new habits. Um, I think people are desperate to get back face to face. People are desperate to spend time with each other and with customers. Um, but I don't think we're going back to that. You know, you must be in the office and in and, and these certain hubs. And that excites me. I think it excites me from a diversity and inclusion is really important for us at Zero by opening up where we hire. Um, helps us do a much better job, at, you know, making sure that our teams look like the communities that they serve. Um, and in and, and a talent shortage, you've got to go everywhere. And it's the same thing if you're an accounting firm that's just trying to hire people in your town. That's going to be incredibly hard right now. Whereas if you're on the right platforms and you, you've, you, you're taking this modern approach to hiring, then you can access talent all over the country. Um, I think it's exciting. Um, but I know a lot of people are going to learn the hard way because they're going to try and force people back. <laughs> and that might backfire. So that's one of the changes that the pandemic has wrought upon the accounting profession and uh, in particular uh, cast practices or outsourced accounting practices. I, I know that you're talking, the Zero folks, you and the Zero folks are talking to firms all the time. So what other impacts uh, have there been from the pandemic on, on the profession that you've seen? Yeah, I think burnout is the same thing that most uh, professions are seeing at the moment. But you know, we, we saw two extended tax seasons that never, or the, the never-ending tax season. Um, it was kind of interesting. I think through, during the first wave of the pandemic, we saw our partners sort of go into survival mode. They had they had to figure out how to finish a tax season while also figuring out how to go to remote. And I think we focused on doing the easy stuff first, right? So for those firms that hadn't got um, you know, you know, we're at the accounting salon. This is the leaders of the industry. Um, this is sort of further down in the mass market where they're on the journey still. Um, and for the firms that have made this change historically, they know it's not an overnight flick of the switch. And so for many of those firms, they had to start the process while also trying to figure out how to do this this tax return season. And so many of them got the easy stuff sort of first, the you know communication tools, video conferencing. Um, you know, a lot of firms didn't even have laptops. Um, for, for people to work from home. So they had to sort of work on the basics. I think what we're seeing now is they're now going, right, we now need to work on the, we now need to get the hard stuff done. You know, is our practice fully set up to run remotely, to deliver services to clients remotely, interact with our clients remotely? And so we started, I think we're seeing an acceleration of that. I think the other thing we learned, um, you know, we saw it in research data before the pandemic that, you know, we asked small businesses, who should give you these type of services, you know, helping you understand where to grow your margins on the product that you might be selling. Um, where are you going for that now? What was scary was the common answer was, oh, it might be a friend. Sometimes I ask my customers. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, who do you think should be that person? And the lion's share of the small businesses said, what something my accountant or bookkeeper could potentially do. Um, you, you interview the other side of the flywheel and they would say, well, we could provide those services, but do small businesses really want that from us? So we've got this marriage we're trying to create that's, um, that I think the pandemic just put a massive adrenaline shot in. And what, what I mean by that is all of a sudden the PPP came out, it was rushed out, which we had to do because we had to get that out fast. And then the rules sort of rolled out and refined over time. 
And so you had small businesses that weren't getting it, that probably should have been getting it. You had small businesses that didn't know how to get it. And, and there was this big run on on the, you know, the accounting profession got put under a lot of pressure. And and to not only was this tax season here, they had customers coming to them going, should I get the PPP? Um, how do I get it? Can you do that for me? And then how do I make sure I meet all the requirements around being compliant with it? And really, when you unpick what those things are, that's starting to become a proper advisor. And because, should I get the PPP? Well, let's have a look at your cash flow outlook. Um, and if we're going to do that, let's start getting in a regular rhythm with that. Um, I need access to your records if I'm going to be able to help you prepare for this. If you're going to be compliant with it, we're going to have to be doing real-time um, accounting to make sure that we can send it through. So I actually think, you know, I look at it as a bit, this has made potentially where CAS, client accounting service would be in 2025, just became 2020. Although I say, that saying's old for me now because it's now 2021 and we've, we've moved forward fast. Yeah, because it's been a decade, right, of accounting firms saying we can't move to the cloud, we can't use cloud, we can't have employees work remote. And in a four-week period, they all figured out how to do it. Exactly. And on top of that, they're like, we don't often do advising. And you're, like you just said, well, you were doing advising and cash flow planning and when you're helping people with their PPP loans. And it's just interesting that it took a pandemic to get these firms to change. But, it, but I also think that these changes won't go back. It's not – you're not going to stop helping your clients, right? So like, these might be here to stay. And even if it goes back for some firms, enough are going to have it stick where it's a big shift. I, I saw some stat that only a few percentage points of you know U.S. workers were fully remote before the pandemic. And now the numbers are looking like it might be 20, 25% after. And that's a substantial chunk. And this is knowledge workers, right? So imagine now there's you know a fifth or a quarter of professional people are able to work from home. You could have a whole career remote which you couldn't really have before. You had a trade-off, right? I'm not going to get promoted. I'm going to get stuck in this particular role. I can't be a leader if I'm fully remote. But I think now people could do that. Yeah, I think we, we often talk about the challenges of it, but I think there's so many benefits to that. You know, when, when people need to move to be close to their parents, for instance, as their parents get older, to look after their families or all those life-changing decisions doesn't mean it needs to be hugely impactful, you know, destructive to your career. Um, the other interesting thing I think is kind of fascinating is sort of as the CAS movement, client accounting service sort of expanded, a lot of the firms found it easier to start with the big clients. I can you know, I can talk to my big clients about this and we saw the big firms really moving into the space. I mean, the pandemic really accelerated CAS services coming down market. You know, small to medium-sized practices are now going, I can actually build a service offering like this for a, a mom and pop shop. You know, that, and if you're on the right platforms and you've got all that, your workflow's right, you can give the same level of service advice and support to a small business that might not think they can afford it from you um, or to a client that you previously could only do on a really big client. I think that's exciting. So we're seeing that come. That one, that one gets me gives me chills because, you know, we always talk about the small business being the backbone of the economy and it's a huge part of the recovery as we look at the, the amount of people have left their jobs and turned their side hustle into their main hustle. Um, so you've got all these people running in to start their own small business. And as we all know on this call, um, it's not as glamorous as it often you think. I can be my own boss. And then you realize there's a lot of work that goes on under the hood and a lot of weekends that you end up spend doing the bookkeeping. And so our big thing is how do we help get, you know, we looked at most small businesses won't get on proper accounting software until the sort of 12-month mark. And one of the big changes we made since we last caught up was uh, we opened up the limits on our early product, the first tier product, so it was unlimited bank transactions could go through it. 
and that's $11 a month. And so the idea was how do we help get small businesses starting right from day one on accounting software that can grow with them um, at a price point that's relevant for them. And, and the other thing is like get connected with an advisor from day one as well. Like let's not, you know, the markets, the growth is insane. There's technology trends and, and consumer trends have been accelerated through the pandemic. And so you need a team around you and you need to be on the right stuff from day one. You've got to know your cash flow. Um, and who knows? I mean, we're still not fully out of this thing yet as well. So there, there's, there's a few bumps that could hit down the road. And so our big thing is like, do it right from day one. Um, and and speaking of cash flow, that is one of the highlights of Zero Analytics, which is a new, what would you call it? So it's a packaging up of some features you've been adding into the product, the business performance dashboard. Um, but now it's like, this is the release, right? It's it's out. Correct, uh, yeah. So we, we actually, when the pandemic hit, we rushed out. We wanted to get to market faster with the business snapshot and the business dashboard to really help businesses get that view of where I am today and what's it looking like in the next 30 days to help with those sort of, do I need to go and get financing or do I need help? This sort of building on that. So we've put a, you know, the algorithms are starting to look at recurring transactions and start to call out things to you that you should be aware of. Um, and then of course, Zero has always had that view of, you know, we want your accountant interact so that we've also made sure we've thought about the advisor in this space because again, a lot of businesses might not understand what it means. So we've tried to keep it on the small business side, really simple human language that they can understand with actionable insights, um, but also making sure the advisor can play a part in that discussion as well and help them, you know, so what, now what, what should I do? How do I make a change to that? So we're excited to bring that out and launch it. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, and so the AI component of this, if I understand correctly, is that it's a short-term cash flow projection. Correct. And so if I enter invoices and bills, it's going to show me my cash projected change over time based on those. In addition, it will look at my bank feed and project those expenses that are in the feed that are not bills or invoices. Correct, yeah. So then I can I, I can accept or reject those suggestions. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So it'll start giving you suggestions and you can look at which, no, the system's mistakenly identified that as a recurring transaction, back that out with the whole idea of going, you know, 30, 60, 90 days out, am I going to be in a good cash flow position or not? And then if if it's if I need extra cash flow, which we know is the fuel for small business, you know, how do I start having that financing conversation earlier rather than later? Because again, most people don't, you know, will call the accountant because the bank account balance is getting to the limit. Um, and it's often too late and harder to get when you do that. And this is available on, is it all the plans now or is it, it's it's certain zero plans for the analytics. Yeah, it's, it's in the higher um, zero plans and it's in, involved, I think it's in our, what we call our established plan, mm -hmm. um, which is the $62 plan there. Um, you know, our initial view was to put this in as an add-on um, as we built the functionality out. What we've done is just, we want everyone to use it. And for now we said until January 2022, um, we'll leave it as free of charge for you to get to know. And then as we build more functionality, we'll look at um, what we do in the future with it. Got it. Well, so, yeah, it, I could see firms building a simple cash flow forecasting uh, offering into their CAS services using this kind of solution. I mean, I used to do this manually in a spreadsheet for my clients for that. So um, it's, it's great to see. You mentioned something earlier that really uh, got my ears to perk up, which is the focus on the U.S. market. 
I did. Yep. Again, because uh, you know that that zero. Uh, you know, having been somebody who's uh, uh, you know, I became a zero bookkeeper not too long after zero hit the U.S. shores when it was a few dozen employees, perhaps. Um, got very excited, and um, and then zero kind of pushed hard, but then pulled back a bit. It felt like. So you're telling me that. So, so are you scorned by this, Blake? Are you a little? <laughs> you, you feel like this is a rebound relationship? Well, well, you you also alluded to it, Ben, which is um, you know coming from New Zealand, Australia, the U.S. market's very different than there. I mean, like one of the, one of the big differences is that here people don't engage with an accountant for a year or more after they start a business. Often, it's only it's only after they've got say 12 months of transactions and they need to file a. a a tax return that it happens. Whereas in New Zealand, Australia, people people get with an accountant much sooner. Is that right? Correct. So Yeah, the Commonwealth markets have seen a lot more, you know, things like GST means the accountants have generally had a more regular interaction and help them do that filing. Mm. Um, so they've been more used to it, which has then given the opportunity to do the advisory work earlier. So I think it's a mixture of two things. Like, you know, we we were very early born in the cloud. We sort of saw ourselves created the category grew through New Zealand, so we're the leader in New Zealand, UK, and Australia. Um, and make sure two things. So coming into the US, I mean, we're pretty open, the the complexity of the compliance here. And, you know, we took a lot of time to get that right. Um, from my perspective, the magic of what we're trying to do, you know, the challenges for small business, the opportunities for the advisors that support them are the same. Um, I definitely think the trends were behind. Like, you know, I think, again, advisory has been slower. Um, to adopt at a sort of mass market level in the US. And, and having said that, that, you know, I met people like Kenji out here from Acuity. It was one of the first accountants I met when I landed four years ago. And I think I've seen way more advanced advisory and technology shops coming out of some of our partners in the US than I've seen in some of our Commonwealth markets. I think at the Commonwealth level, you've seen a lot, lot more mass adoption of doing accounting in the cloud, interacting with the client in the cloud. But I, I, I do think we have some of the leading firms in the world here. The, the, the challenge we now have is how do we, you know, so we've focused really heavily on over the last few years, let's get the basics right in the product. You know, we, we know a great accounting software and automatic bank feed is now an expectation. So how do we make sure we've got high quality bank feeds and, you know, done a lot of upgrades in that space and, and getting the big ones like Bank, bank of America, City and Chase coming on board as well. Um, you know, things like reporting. We've had a, you know, we're back to sort of quite a regular cadence of release coming out now with specific US reports um, and things like US date ranges. And so there's a lot of, then there's more stuff coming in that space. But also it feels like the time's right now um, that we are seeing, you know, the, the type of firms that are reaching out to say, hey, we want to start building a cash practice. Um, uh, you know, we, we're seeing that mass market looking firm come down. And, you know, I credit a lot of that to the people that are at this conference today because you know they were the ones that jumped very early people like yourself Blake that you know could see the opportunity and you know I mean I've had lots of conversations with people like small businesses just don't work with their accountants in the US like they do in the rest of the world and, and my challenge that and say well is that the right answer right is that is that our fault yeah <laughs> or yeah. is that just the way it is you know yeah I, I think can we a, change it? it I think we you know together we can all change that and I think you know the data you can definitely see, I and mean, we, we probably spoke about this at San Diego years ago, and we'd probably need to update the stat, but you know, survival rates of businesses that are on good cloud accounting software working with an advisor connected regularly was something like 85% over five years versus 50% um, was a stat. We, and so we can see in the data that it works. 90% of our subscribers are attached to an advisor. Um, I think 
going back to the early part of the, the conversation, there's this, we've got to get the marrying job, marrying both sides to do much better. And I think the pandemic, you know, while it's been a really tough time, it's actually created examples of that. I think a lot of people have had their eyes open to actually I do need help with that sort of stuff. And maybe my accountant is the person. And then a lot of the accountants are going, actually, we can play that role. Um, so I'm, I think it's I think it is changing. It's going fast now. It's, it's expanding. It's going down market. We're giving services that only big companies could have before, which is super exciting. Um, and so I, you know, Rod used to use the term "we're at the end of the big end of the beginning." I do think we're at the end of the beginning uh, in the US. I mean, we're still not that far. I think it's like only twenty percent or around that number of, of small businesses are using cloud accounting as a GL, um, which you know. Yeah, blows your mind when you consider the southern hemisphere is over fifty percent. So, we're right at the start. There's so much innovation too happening all over the the workflows. Um, when you look at all the cloud apps that small businesses can now access, um, and you're seeing the consolidation of those apps as well, because I mean, there's, there's more on it as we we simplify workflows. So, I think it's going to be a really as we come out of the pandemic, I think a lot of our partners need a bit of a breather. You know, and and have, I hope they're having a great summer break. Um, but you can feel it in the conference here. You, we're going to see it next week at um, Engage. I think now that you know, now's the reflection period of going. How do we do that better? How do we not for those that weren't in a good position going into that pandemic? How do we make sure we're on a better? The conversation becomes about business continuity and being able to support clients in a in a remote way. And as we talk about other challenges, the professions having like the uh, talent re- talent retention and the hot hot employment market. All of these things like technology are going to set you, set you up for success for that. Um, so I think it's an exciting time. I mean, accounting's never been so popular. I have a question. So I remember months ago, you guys started getting very heavily involved in agriculture. And it was even down under, right? And you partnered with somebody. And I kind of loosely joked with Blake. I was like, oh, zero is going to be a niche app. <laughs> like, loosely. And last night, we, you know, over a beer, you were mentioning like some of the stuff you're doing with farming and agriculture here in the States. And I'd love for you to expand more on that and like what you're doing, what problems you're solving, um, how they're connected to cloud in general, farming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that was the awesome opportunity of the cloud, right? We're going from one size fits all desktop software in a box to I can build a technology stack that's got best of breed software doing what they're experts in. So, you know, zero software, we're not experts in you know, building cropping tracking. Um, but there are other people out there. But a lot of that industry-specific software, they're not experts in building accounting GLs. And so we can all focus on what we're good at and be have these integrated technology stacks. And so, yeah, we've been a few years now partnered with uh, a bank called Farm Credit Services of America in the Midwest. Um, and they're you know, advocating for financial literacy in the sector. And so now you're seeing farmers that can, you know, have – you know, production information coming off the tractor on how much grain you've harvested. And that farming app figured is pulling from a commodity website, which live values the, you know, the, the crops you've got on hand, which is then updating the balance sheet in zero. So you've actually got, if you think about it, the connection from bank through to zero, through to industry specific app, through to the hardware on farms, we sort of see the internet of things um, move. Excites me, I mean, I, I come from a farming background, a farm accounting background, and you know, farmers have had pr- productivity software, production software for years. You know, they get excited because I got 30% more crops off that paddock this year, but that's not linking to profitability. So did that happen because we over-fertilized and actually the profitability is down? So if you're connecting production information with the accounting side and the proper inventory valuation, you're seeing the full picture. And so it's, it's not just agriculture. We're looking at, you know, we, we are looking at sectors where we've got really strong, I mean, Zero has always been an open platform from day one. So 
you know, where we have strong players that make sense for an industry vertical, um, you know, we, we're getting in behind it. We're seeing great things with real estate, um, construction, e-commerce. Um, and again, the accountants are critical of that because small businesses need someone that can go, hey, I can help you understand this. Se- I'm, I'm now specializing in the sector as an accounting firm. Um, which means I now understand the apps that sit in that sector and I can build you the, the right end-to-end technology stack, which you know, for a lot of farmers, that's a tough, tough thing to put together on their own. So it's a massive opportunity for our, for our partners as well. Where do you see kind of the, the next steps for Zero, and especially in this new world where everybody's becoming a GL? The banks want to be a GL. You have like Shopify invested indirectly into an accounting firm, LegalZoom, bought a bookkeeping firm, just went public, and they're going to start offering bookkeeping services. You have Netflix is training accountants. They're training people to become production accountants and bookkeepers on movie sets. Like Everybody wants in this space. Like Where does zero fit in going forward? Yeah, so firstly, I mean, it might sound bizarre, but I find it kind of exciting. You know, So we talk about low adoption of cloud GL. So the more and more people that are trying to create the category, essentially you know, cloud accounting will become super normal and so yeah absolutely right we've seen banks move into that space we've seen other technology players look i'd say two things i mean we're feeling pretty strong and confident about our position because we were you know we we're born in the cloud from day one um, and we do see massive strength in the fact that accountants and bookkeepers are, are critical to the equation for us and i think you know they are still we believe in the trend that accountants and bookkeepers are going to become more and more involved with small business they will see them transform into more managed service shops um, and they'll want to work with with platforms that can work with lots of the different types of clients. So, yeah, I think we're going to continue to see more and more players play in the GL space. I can tell you from Zero's experience, it's incredibly expensive to build a GL and takes a long time to to build it uh, fully out. Um, and we believe in best of breed, right? So we, we've always kept that sort of open platform approach. You know, some of the partners you mentioned there, Shopify is a great partner of ours. Um, so, you know, we've always believed in, We've got partners that often have competing functionality to us, but we believe in that whole, you know, the customer and the partner will build the best technology stack for them, which allows us to stay really specialized on what we're good at. The other thing with accounting software, it's all about scale. So, you know, who's going to be the player that can get enough scale? And we're sort of, you know, seeing that with well over two and a half million customers around the world. Um, and, and we've always, you know, if you think about zero, we provide the tools for an accounting firm and their practice right from right up GLs now to, the full business edition and so you know being that platform player but wanting to play with other people um and i think there'll be a lot of innovation i mean there's you know the more and more people that are attacking this will drive more and more innovation so we'll just have to make sure we stay ahead of our game so elsewhere in the world zero is uh, not just a gl it's a uh, tax filing uh, like full tax software and also uh, work papers as well and and I think those are the three big things. Am I missing anything else? It's, it's like a real uh, comprehensive solution for accounting firms. And I, our U.S. listeners may not be aware of that because for us, we have the GL here in the U.S. Um, so in, in your expansion efforts in the U.S., you know, are you planning to make zero into that comprehensive solution here? Or like how, I guess my question is, how, how are you planning to grow? What is your strategy? Yes, it's a great question. I think you look, all of those things you just mentioned are workflows we have to solve. Um, how we solve them may be different, would be what I'd say. So, you know, you take a country like Australia, one GST uh, code, and, and, and a very simple digital uh, end of year tax filing engine is required with how you know, the sort of 
digitization and simplification we've seen in the Commonwealth of the tax systems. So um, we, whether we solve it through, you know, we've talked about we've, the partnership approach. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've done partnerships with some of the tax players. We're getting the data out of um, zero into the tax so you can finish end of year tax. Um, is important. So we're constantly looking at that, how we deepen those partnerships, what parts should we build versus, you know, and we've talked to the market recently and you've seen this year we've done a few acquisitions. So, you know, we look at everything from a build by partner perspective, um, but we have to solve all those workflows. Um, so right now we're really focused on making sure we get the core bookkeeping solution working really well for small business and bookkeepers and accountants that are supporting it around that cash practice side. And then as we scale up, we'll just keep, you know, expanding out and, and solving more and more of those workflows better than we currently are today. Um, I mean, the US, if you think about it, it's funny, I said there's sort of all of those prongs of workflows are enormous companies when you think about the mm -hmm. US. Um, and so taking our best of breed approach, it may not be, even though we might have built that in another country, it may not be the right approach for here in the US. We might be better to partner with a smart player that wants to um, do their piece really well and we'll do our bit really well. So um, looking to accelerate in all those avenues. So if I am a U.S. bookkeeper or accountant and I'm looking to build my bookkeeping or client accounting services practice, why should I partner with Zero as opposed to someone else? Great question. Uh, firstly, so we we like to get along right alongside. So we're a true. I'd say we're a true partner. Um, you know, we want to make sure you've got the right tools to run your practice. Um, we believe in the connection of you to small business, and so we want to help you grow. Um, you know, if you're a startup firm, it's easy. We let, let's help you build a technology stack that will evolve as your firm grows. If you're a firm that's looking to make a change, we understand it's really hard. And so we'll get right alongside you. You know, our people are out in the cities and the firms that we support, we're in their offices. We'll pre the pandemic, we were, and when we can safely, we'll be back there. Um, but helping you go through that change management with your firm and that training, um, helping you educate your clients as well. So we really get alongside you. Um, the other thing I think is a big differentiator for us is, you know, we realize that most firms have got clients that are on the cloud, ready to go to the cloud, and are going to hang on to desktop or spreadsheet for a while as well. And so, you know, we're trying to build the platform in a way that you can really take your practice online. You know, we've got tools from practice management. We've done some updates to the work papers, and there'll be more coming soon in that space. So you can use that as a tool here in the US. Um, we want to make sure that the GLs are playing nicely with whatever tax solution you're doing. But also when we look at our core GL, you know, you, you can have a client that's on desktop or a spreadsheet, but still bring them into our basic cloud GL product. Um, and then when they're ready to upgrade move. So we, you know, we want to be the GL platform for your firm. And we realize that some clients may be better fits for other end user products. Some clients will hang on to that spreadsheet until, until the day they finish business and that's fine. And, and we want, but we don't, we don't want it to hold you back from getting a consistent um, platform. It's easy, we were born in the cloud. I mean, you know, it's easy to use. We try to keep it human for the small businesses and, and uh, you know, make sure, I always had accountants that we, we also want to make you understand how your practice, so like practice management, mint, for instance, do you know which clients are profitable? You tell me that you do payroll at a low margin, but it's a really good way of making sure the tax return client doesn't leave what margin are we getting? And is it actually reducing churn on the, on the tax return clients? So we wanna make sure you're actually running your practice with those, in, with the, you know, some of our tools will help you get that, those insights. So I'm doing a big client group here and I give David his Schedule C for free because Blake spends a lot um, on the podcast books with us. Okay, well, what is the margin I'm now making off that client group? Is it profitable? And it's kind of scary how many firms can't answer 
those questions. And so we think if you want to be a great advisor, start with doing some advisory practicing on yourself as well. So yeah, true partner, we keep it easy, built in the cloud from day one. And look, we're we're just at the start and we've got lots of product that we're going to roll out for the US um, and we truly believe in the power of accountants and bookkeepers and what they'll do for small business. So yeah, come on, let's, let's get together and do this. One last thing that's kind of current news, and it might have been this week and we haven't done this week's episode yet of the news. So this is like a preview of the news or post view. I think one of the articles I saw are the headline, Zero is powering Liberty Tax or there's a relationship there. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So they've uh, chosen us as their preferred uh, clouding so- cloud accounting software provider um, for North America, so both here in the US and in Canada. Um, as you know, Liberty Tax is a, is a pretty expansive firm right across both countries. They serve many small businesses um, and they are you know, looking to grow and growing rapidly into you know, more bookkeeping services for their clients and wanting to be able to give more advice to their small businesses beyond the great tax services that they provide. And they're so, a franchise model, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. So they have franchises all over North America. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be getting alongside them, um, helping them to start rolling the product out, but also, you know, as they look to grow and expand these services to their clients. Um, really exciting um, partnership for us. Um, you know, we've had quite a – since we spoke with, you know, Carrigs Ingram has expanded its partnership with us in the CAS space. We saw Keiko come on board with us for agriculture. Adams Brown and Co. Um, partnered with us around agriculture. So there's been some, you know, pretty exciting big name firms that are that are joining the zero in uh, rolling zero out, which is exciting, particularly in the CAS space. You know, I think that's um, as we talked about, it's it's growing pretty rapidly. So uh, Ben, we've taken enough of your time today. I think when are we going to get to see you again in person? Well, yeah, I wanted to, wanted to uh, leak some exciting news, um, and I was thinking the other day I really need we need really need to get out there and tell people when ZeroCon is going to be next. And I was sitting on the plane on the way down here, and I was like, "What a better place to sort of leak that news?" And you know, at the accounting salon, it is the, you know, it's the it's the a very innovative conference, almost like an unconference. It's more about collaboration and 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 sharing, and it's a very family environment as well with some great people. And so these are the vanguard of our profession. Uh, many of them have been a lot of the people that backed zero um, from day one. So I thought, what a better place on the Cloud Accounting Podcast and at uh, Accounting Salon to announce ZeroCon. So the big news is we're coming back with ZeroCon in May next year, in 2022, and we're going to be here in New Orleans. And so we have got a massive lineup of product that we're working on for the market. And you know we want to be the biggest ZeroCon we've ever had here yet. So we've got a big drive for May 22 in New Orleans. So you hit it here first. Um, so the, uh, I'm looking forward to We'll be catching up they'll hopefully catch up before then actually it's next week and engage we're catching yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll, we'll all be at aicpa engage and then we will uh at, we'll definitely see you in 2022 in new orleans at ZeroCon. well it's may so usually we try to do the accounting salon in may in new orleans so you we might have to bump you if you overbooked uh yeah on us here well we could find some way to like flow it just <laughs> just turn it into a really good long party oh, so we could, party. we could flow it into make it a week-long event well, Ben Richmond, uh, head of Zero here in the USA, thank you so much for joining us, and, and it's great to see you. Great to see you too. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's great to do this face to face and resume. Awesome. <laughs>